Hello, and welcome to Broad Street Hooligans, a podcast hosted by the brothers of Flyer Lee Love. Let's go, Flyers. Flyers Nation, how we doing? Hope you're all having a great evening like we are. Um, Got three amigos here. Lincoln included. Lincoln, Lincoln, say hi to the camera. Lincoln will always be a part of this podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Broad Street Hooligans. I'm Paul, this is Austin, my lovely co-host. For those of you wondering, we do do this live on YouTube. If you want to think we subscribe. Just 19 million viewers. 19 million viewers. Yeah, 19 million. Good start. Um, so if you want to see the happenings, because right now I'm wearing... I'm wearing a Carson Wentz t-shirt. And I'm not happy about it. What are you wearing? I'm wearing... Well, I'm sweating because we turned <laughs> the AC off because it was too loud. It's uh, true. It's not even remotely close to Christmas time yet. But um, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's actually yours. It is mine. <laughs> but we have that rule where if you leave it something at someone's house for like six months, it becomes theirs. I don't agree with that rule. Especially when you were the one who took it from me in the first place. I should go into you your know closet I mean? then, shouldn't I? Whatever, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not going to get into that. Um, so, this will be, we're going to do a little pre-show action here before we get rolling. Because uh, I have a story to tell. This story, this story goes back a long time. And it's the reason I'm wearing this Carson Wentz t-shirt. Um, because, Beautiful. spoiler alert, I'm the reason Carson Wentz got injured. And, you know, you can say, you can say that it was him, you know, making a bad decision to constantly, you know, carry the ball, um, that the play calling was suspect and always making him carry the ball. Uh, but to be honest, it's my fault. I blame myself. And, um, so let's go back to a time when I was a young chap, a young Philadelphia Flyers fan, and I was obsessed. Uh, fan or curse? Shut up. I was I was obsessed with Eric Lindros. Like obsessed. Yeah, that you were. And I How mean, was he's, I a Yager? Well, I was more of a Yager. You guy. were like whoever was good at the time. That's who you liked. So during that time, and because you hated me, and because Yager played for basically every rival of the Flyers, you chose to like... Well, I had a Rangers jersey when he was It was a women's... Women's. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know. I was didn't tell you. But you were young. Yeah, so... um, So I was obsessed with Eric Lindros. And, um... I... I asked my dad for a jersey. Now, my dad, he's a little extra. So, like, basic white girl extra. Yeah. Our dad, because we're brothers. Lunchbox, Um, yep. So he's just, he's an extra kind of guy. So, you know, we, one time we went to a, uh, you know, a gas station and the guy had hanging up in his gas station window, a, a poster of Eric Lindros. And dad was just like, I'm going to get that poster for you. And literally talked to the guy into selling it. Anyway, anyways, this, that's how much I loved Eric Lindros. So I wanted an Eric Lindros jersey. And um, here's where it all starts, folks. So this is this is where it all starts. He got me this Eric Lindros jersey when they first came out with the black ones. He won it at a beef and beer. He must have played St. Anthony's Club. I don't even know. 
He he Shout must out to have put Anthony D. Friend, Jamie D. Friend, if you're listening. He must have put probably like three hundred dollars in his raffle to guarantee that he was going to win. Yeah. Um, the jersey. Like he majority probably had eighty five percent worth of tickets. Yeah. Tickets. So um, so we went. He he ended up winning it, and he gets more. It's a signed black Eric Lindros jersey. Um, the following season. Eric Lindros is, you know, we're in the playoffs and we're playing the Devils. And uh, Eric Lindros comes skating across the neutral zone and gets plowed. What's his name? By oh, yeah, Scumbag Scott Stevens. Scumbag Scott Stevens. And completely derails Lindros' career. So I'm heartbroken, whatever. Um, you know, I was really upset. And so that happens. So then, like, I, you know, I, I still love the Flyers. I didn't follow them as closely because Lindros was kind of, like, out of the picture at that point. And then comes around... Um, oh, Lucas you know, we, Pisa. So we started to get these young... You know, we finally have, like, this young prospect because the Flyers were famous for trading all of their prospects forever. So we, finally, we finally get this prospect as a defenseman named Lucas Pisa. Plays for the Ducks now? And now nah, he actually played for the Knights. Oh, I tried. Yeah, they originally yeah. played for the Ducks. I got traded. Yeah. In the Ducks, yeah. So, so we I, we went to a game, and I don't know why, but I fell in love with this kid. I was like, "Oh, Lucas Pisa, yeah, gotta have his jersey." Next, next, so, next big name. So, my dad's like, "Okay, yeah, you want a Lucas Pisa jersey? All right." So he buys me a Lucas Pisa jersey for Christmas. Then, don't you know it? Next season. Off season, I think it was the off season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when we did it. Um, breaking news: Philadelphia Flyers trade. Um, it was Lucas Pisa, a first round pick, and a bunch of like a bunch of crap. They traded a it ton of yeah. a ton of assets uh, for Chris Pronger, and was Joffrey Lupo part of that deal? Oh, Joffrey Lupul. I'm yeah, pretty sure he was. was. I can't even remember if he was. Because Upshaw was already there. No, might have. It was wasn't Upshaw. No, up, no Lupul up, was definitely part of the deal. Upshaw was there, but I don't know that. if he came or went. Honestly, I forget. In all honesty, Joffrey Lupul. Yeah, Hold I don't on. remember. Have to look that up. Let me let me look that up. So, anyways, they traded Lucas Pisa. I just got. We had to get this freaking custom made. You know. However expensive it was. Probably under um, $250. Oh, no. Lupul went the other way. Oh, we got back Ryan Dingle. That's right. <laughs> Ryan freaking Dingle. Dingleberry. Dingleberry. I don't even know if he ever played a game in the NHL. Um, so, yeah, we traded Lucas Pisa, so that was really cool. So, now I have two jerseys. Goodbye to these guys. Um, so, then, two years later, I think... Carter. So two years later, we're in the Winter Classic against the Bruins. And my dad, my brother, and I, we planned this trip up to Boston. We're going up to Fenway. We're not going to go to the actual game, but we're, we're just going to be... Bars. We're going to be... in the hotel room yeah. like 10 minutes from there, not yeah. even. We're going to be in Boston. We're going to be having a good time. And he asked me, hey, for Christmas, you know, is there anything you want? I'm like, oh, well, if we're, listen, if we're going up to... Winter if we're jersey. going up to Boston to, for the Winter Classic, like, I want a Winter Classic jersey... So, he's like, okay, well, what player do you want? And this is, you know, Mike Richards and Jeff Carter. Solid. 
the and best. They're like, we love them. Cemented so in. So I can't decide. Yeah. I can't decide which because I'm like, I love Jeff Carter as a goal scorer. I love Mike Richards as the captain. Who do I want? I can't decide. I tell him, you decide for me. So Christmas morning rolls around. He goes, I got, hold on, I got one more, one more gift for you. Well, actually, two more, but it's only going to be one more. And I think I was, I was away, like, actually. Yeah, I don't know. You were you were up in uh, Massachusetts. Yep. Already. You yeah. were already up there. I was already up there. So, um, so I'm like, what are you talking about? So he, hand, he has two packages in his hands because you got to pick one. So I'm like, all right. He's like, you can open them both, but you're going to have to send one back. So I open them up. What do you know? One is a Jeff Carter Winter Classic jersey. The other is a Mike Richards Winter Classic with jersey. Fli- with fight straps. With fight straps. They were definitely fake. Mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. fake. Um, he got them off eBay. Absolutely. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I chose the Jeff Carter, but he did buy me both. Next offseason rolls around. No, there's no way. There's no way they're going to trade Cemented Carter or in. Richards. Like, they're, like, Holmgren literally came out and said it. Package deal done. Next day? Gone. After he said that? Ceased to be on, on my phone. Breaking news. Done. Flyers trade Mike Richards to... Kings. The Los Angeles Kings. And I was like, oh, you got to be freaking kidding me. Two minutes later, breaking news. Flyers trade Jeff Carter to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Flying away from oh Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh. So now, what, if you let's, can let's keep a tally. Count, we have Eric Lindros derailed his career after I got his jersey. Lucas Spezza, no. Lucas Spezza. Now listen, in all honesty, you know, pretty dumb on my part. The guy played maybe like forty games for the Flyers, and I got his jersey. Yeah, but it's but all about way, the risk. You, you know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta. I probably am actually the reason that it like we ruined his career more or less. But so Lucas Spezza, nah, Lucas Spezza gone. Um. I, I, but those then, two, I mean... Mike Richard, Jeff Carter, gone. I've gotten all of their jerseys. See, Lucas Spezza didn't come as, as much as a surprise as Carter. Richards and Carter really hit home. Because yeah. you have to think that was, to us, that was our franchise, was those two guys right there. It was. Realistically. I was our, the reason you know, that they were traded. Yeah. So And then it was yeah. just this joke that he couldn't go to Flyers games anymore because he was the curse. Well, no, 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 no. So now, well, that's okay. now, right. so here's the thing: we wanted to test the theory, right? I think we wanted to test. We wanted to test the theory. Yeah. I'm I'm forgetting the timeline because I can't remember when we got this. Sh- but I, uh, okay. So well, we wanted next, to we wanted to test the theory. Should we start your next jersey? So we were like, you know what? Um, this was the next year after, wasn't it? No. Nah. This oh, no, because you took a break. Oh, no, 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 no. There's one no, more. No, there's one more. There's one more. <laughs> one more. This goes back to me. Uh, this, was the next, this was the next Winter Classic in yep. Philly. In Philadelphia against the Rangers. the New York Rangers. Which, which we is a crazy actually, story in itself, which we don't have time to do today. But we actually went to that game but with a couple of our friends. But we were actually in that game. So He was playing. Again, my dad is like... Somehow. So now I'm getting my timeline screwed because I can't remember if the other guy was traded before this. I can't Who? remember. You, the the theory tester. Don't say the name yet. Okay. Okay. Because I can't now. I can't remember. But so we got. Um, you'll remember when I say it. So my dad again asked me, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" Oh, you know what? I really, I really, I really want another Winter Classic jersey. <laughs> These ones were nice too. And he, These were the he's, he he got me an official one, and he like. But those were the orange. And you guys orange were like black ones. Yeah, 
You guys were like, are you sure? Are you sure you want a, like another jersey? With genuine concern though. Like and it wasn't it wasn't a joke at this point. No, it was, it was like it for was, real. It was for genuine. Real. Like my dad was actually getting ups- like yeah. not upset, but he was but like, like questioning like why? Se- like seriously, like like figure figure <laughs> so shit out. I was like I, I was like, come on, like we don't we don't believe you in were that, taking right? it as a joke. And I, but yeah. me and dad were And so, you know, and I couldn't decide on a player. Because I was a little, part of me was a little bit nervous. I was like, whoever jersey I get through, they're going to get well, injured. Well, at that point, I already snagged Drew. So, yeah, you stole Drew from me. That's a story from another time. From you. I met, him, I met him before No, no we're you. not going to go there. Okay. We're not going to go there. So, <laughs> so, I'm like, you know what? Go Yager. On. Yager is a classic name. It's He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He's not going I want, I want Yager's name on the back of this jersey. Well, don't you know that in the Winter Classic, Yager gets injured? Oh, yeah. Freaking Rupp. Rupp. Chris, uh, Brian Rupp. Brian Rupp. <laughs> scores, he scored three goals that season. Yeah. I think he scored two in that Winter in, Classic. Yep, yep. And did the Yager salute, gave us the Yager salute, and then the next offseason, Yager's gone. Left, <sighs> left the team. So Gosh, what um, are we at there? So now, um, now you got you Lindros, five. You got Lindros, Spiza, Richards, Richards, Carter, Carter and Yager. That's six. That's so that, then, Devil's then the next. I think it's the next offseason. This may have happened. I can't remember the timeline now. I can't remember when this guy got traded. But we were like, we got to. You know what? Let's test the theory because there was one player that we all hated. There was one player that we were all just like, oh my gosh, if I have to watch this guy skate and fall (laughs) one more time. Began with an H? Began with an H, ended with a Hartnell. Artnell. And it's amazing because it's so not your type of hockey player. And I hated Hartnell. I couldn't stand, like, he had a couple good seasons, he scored some goals, but the guy couldn't skate. He fell down all the time. He was always taking stupid penalties. So he I'm was like, guys, pretty much good for nothing. I was like, guys, you know what? Let's test the theory. Hey, but he won a Stanley Cup. Get me, shut up. He get me a. Uh, I was like, get me a Scott Hartnell. Then don't give me a jersey. Get me the jersey. Get me the cheap. You know. So whatever. it's yeah. So he they you know my dad gets me the the jersey shirt. I was with him. We jersey. were in uh, we were down in get Atlantic at City at Reebok Outlet. Yeah. yeah. So he gets me the Hartnell jersey. Don't you know it? Bye bye Hartsey. Too nashy. Out the door. And then, uh, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. So you're, we'll call so that six and a half. Then. Who's after that? So after that, he had also gotten me the, he, he got me, I don't know if he bought it or if he got it at a game, but it was the city, the city of brotherly love t-shirt. That had Luke Shen and Braden Shen. Oh yeah! And they traded Shen next off season. They traded Shen the next off season after that, and then eventually Braden Shen was traded. So you've got Lindros, you've got Spiza, Spiza you have Carter, Carter, Richards, Richards Yager, Hartnell, Braden Shen, Luke Shen. I mean, that's eight players whose destinies have been decided. Get, wait, let's get you an Andrew McDonald's shirt. Now, also, actually, it's a great idea. We should. We're going to do that. Get me an Andrew McDonald. We're going to start jersey. a GoFundMe. Go follow us on Facebook, so, Twitter, Instagram. then, I was like, you know what? I figured out the curse. It's when my dad buys 
the stuff when he for me. It, yeah. When he gets it for me, that's the problem. We got to get rid of that. So I bought myself a Drew jersey and a Borachek jersey. Now they didn't get traded. However, the next season they both had their career worst years. Yeah. So I also blame myself for that. Then, <sighs> stupid me. I got real, real hyped up during the Eagles season. And then... Had a bunch of football game in eight years. Shut up. They get, they get good, and then all of a sudden... So I got real into loving Carson Wentz. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's awesome. Choo-choo, you got bandwagon. God-fearing, God man. Love this guy. I'm like, yeah, I gotta support him. He's not gonna be the same. So I bought this shirt. I bought this Carson Wentz t-shirt. Bye-bye ACL. Next game? Yeah, he tore his ACL. In half. Tore his ACL. So that's my life. And that is why we've decided that... Um, I'm a bigger Colts fan. No. That look, I... Look, whatever. This dates whatever. back all the way to 2013. You pulled up the picture on your phone. This isn't December. even 2013. This was before this. I don't... Look at that hair. I was in Virginia Beach. Oaks, for whatever, those I can dude. see that. I met Claude Giroux. Whatever. So we've decided that I can't. I can no longer buy any, any. T- oh my gosh, that's a picture. Um, I can no longer buy any players that we actually want to keep on the team. So, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to buy an Andrew McDonald. Jersey. Andrew McDonald. Uh, there's got to be a couple more. Oh, I mean, Yuri Latera, Yorold Latera, Yorold Latera. Yeah. Yorold Latera. L- yeah. Um, Sopula, just to guarantee that he's not going to resign here. I'm pretty sure he's not. I think he's going to go back to the Red Wings. But, which is great. Thank God. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know... Brandon Manning. Gudis. Well, Manning's not coming back. That's that was, true. That was pretty much already decided. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the Jersey curse. The famous Jersey it's curse. It's a real-life issue. That, it's a real-life thing. That we have. That happens. At hand. Yeah. So, but hey, Philadelphia I mean, sports problems. I, mean, I learned. I learned from my mistakes, and I'm growing. And I haven't bought anything since then. So, I did buy a Sixers playoff shirt but that was before the first round i bought that before the first round even started but they still lost and they yeah but not until the second round so i'm i'm exempt from that one i think lebron james um, is coming to philadelphia i would yeah where he's else he's not, gonna he's go? not coming he ain't going out west all right so listen we got a couple beers that we're trying tonight um this is going to be a thing that we do so i've got here the stone vertical epic Holding up your glass. <laughs> cool. Getting it lubed up. So I'm gonna be trying this guy out. Awesome. What you got? We're gonna do like a little review on these guys. I yeah. have the. Uh, this is how I like my woman. Nice and tone. Tone wood. Fuego. Fuego. So I'm thinking this is gonna be kind of a hoppy, spicier beer, maybe. I mean, it's, a, it's an IPA. Hope you're in that kind of thing. I don't mind it. So we'll let you know, we'll let you we'll know, let you how, know. We, how we think about. Well, this has got a. Got a nice head to it. You were pouring that without a care in the world. Mm-mm, look at that. That's a good head. That's like twice the size of a head that you need. I like a big head. Coming from the kid who barely can get out the womb. Shut up, dude. <laughs> hey, cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers Still to the liars. Cheers to the four million viewers we have right now. I'm into that. Mm. 
Tastes like every other IPA I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much all IPAs it's good. taste exactly the same. Which is fine. Because IPAs are good. Definitely hoppy, for sure. Alright, so let's actually get going. Again, we are the Broad Street Hooligans. I'm Paul. This is Austin. Uh, we are here to talk some Philadelphia Flyers action, as well as some around the league stuff. So uh, let's get into it. Austin, give me give me your hot take. Give me your quick hit right now on on the Flyers. What's your thought? Thirty seconds. I'm not gonna hit it on the Flyers. I'm gonna hit the fans right now. All you keyboard warriors, get off of it. Y'all need to relax. All right. We're making progress. For the majority of those who think this season was a waste and we went backwards, I think you weren't watching the uh, the correct season. I mean, look at Giroux. 102 Vor- points. Voracek. Yeah. Outdid Stamkos this season in points. I mean, or no was big, right behind him. No big deal. Um, we made the playoffs. We didn't make the playoffs two years ago, or two seasons ago. That's true. Um, and re- realistically speaking, we, we kept up with the Penguins as best as we could with what we had. Yeah. That's all I got to say. It's just everyone yeah. just needs to relax. I mean, and now listen, there's some things there's some things you can be mad about. Absolutely. There's some am. things that you can freak out about, which we're upset about. A lot of what a lot of it centers on Dave Haxtall and what is like seemingly an inability to make to coach. To make good decisions. And as yeah. the coach, that's a pretty big issue. Yeah. If you're a coach and you are not good at coaching that's an issue, but I think, and the, but we also can look at that because it's again now, we said it in the last segment. He's got to just take his like it's baby steps. Yeah, it's it, working with professional athletes. The college athletes is completely yeah. different. And now, we just gotta, and, and here's what I'll say in response to that too is that, and actually, um, one of the others. So there's we got to give a shout out to there's another Flyers hockey podcast, uh, Broad Street Hockey Radio. Let's go, love them. You've showed me a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I graduated with Bill. He's a great guy. Are you really? I did, yeah. Um, and those dudes are awesome. And I think it was it was Charlie on the show um, who brought up the point that, you know, the, like the whole, everything is kind of, they're just like biding their time until Carter Hart is ready to go. And, which is... Like, maybe, maybe, yeah, that's what they're doing. Maybe that's why, you know, Hextall hasn't made the, like, the Dougie Hamilton-type trade that, you know, was just made. So, and, so maybe everything just coincides with that. And if that's the case, like, it'd be nice if they just came out and were like, uh, yeah, guys, it's gonna be a long process. Yeah, but could you imagine... If I know, that, I know. How, especially Philadelphia fans. It just, when there's, like, when it seems like there's no direction... You're just like, what are you doing? Then, I, but, but I get but it. But there is direction because I know, we I know. like we made it's t- we got the Penguins in the first round. What like what? It come on. I know. We I mean I we, we played. Any, we whatever. were inconsistent all year. I it. That's hockey. We're getting I, better. It's not football. It, there was, you know, there it, was progress, and that I think is something that most people need to realize. Yeah, that there was progress. Our, I mean, they, uh, two of our best players came off their worst seasons. And had their yeah. best season. There's it's, gonna be inconsistency in hockey. There, it's, it's true. You know, it's all right. So here's here's my thing, and this is something that Hextall has actually been pretty good at since taking over as general manager. And that's breeding flamingos. 
Breeding flamingos. Yes. Very good at it. Australian also, flamingos. good at not giving players term. And so something that I want to avoid, because we are heading into free agency, July 1st. Oh, it's, it's so it fun. Begins. It's so fun. Um, so it begins July 1st. Pretty excited to see what the Flyers do or don't do. Um, avoid term. Nothing really has been... Avoid giving the the players who don't need it six to seven years yeah. on a contract. Yeah. Um, I think we just, you tie yourself up. You, you get locked into guys like Vander Kane. JVR is probably going to want seven years. You know, when you give these guys like... Can we talk about a Vander like Kane? Five, we'll, we will. I, he's just... Oh, he irks me so, so much. You know... Avoid that. Avoid that at all costs. Because when you get locked into these guys for that long, you're you're blocking prospects and you're banking. You know, you have no idea what's going to happen to a guy in in two years. Shea Weber. Let alone. Oh, now listen. Shea Weber got off to a fantastic start. Hey, this I, year. I, I, hey. So I don't want anyone to think here that this is a story for another time. Because I don't want anyone to think though that Shea Weber is all of a sudden a bad defenseman. I get it. He tore his ACL. But. No, I, th- I thought he tore his Achilles tendon. Was it his Achilles? His Achilles tendon. Yeah, he tore his Achilles tendon. Yeah, well, so did Eric Carlson. And he's missed, like, what, 15 games in five seasons since then? That's true. Or whatever. The guy was scoring in an insane pace. So, avoid the term. Don't go crazy with contracts because, I, you know, you have to leave space for the kids to come up here and you don't want to get locked in. Return so to the Blackhawks, So, keep folks. that going. Keep that going. Um... So before we get into free agency stuff, though, we do need to talk about the draft. Now, I know that you, in particular, didn't do a whole lot of draft research. No. No. So, which is yeah, fine. That's more, that's more my game. That's more your... I'm yeah. the more analytical thinker, projector. You're the more, uh, like, in the moment, you know... You're, you can, I like to watch it out there in the season, kind of, and, yeah, and you, see how the players You progress. analyze play better than, than probably I do on ice play. I've played longer. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, you did. But it's, you were better than me. You've always been better with and, statistics and analytics. and Yeah, and so that's kind of where I shine. I really get into prospects because I love trying to project out. It's also been double XP on Fortnite, so. Gosh. So the Flyers had an interesting first round. Now, the, it, the whole first round – was interesting in that. Remember what I said was going to happen. It, Montreal Canadiens were going to take you. Did I not text you though? You did. I was still following. I was. Actually, you were. You I was, the draft. Guess what? I was actually bowling and watching it on my phone. That's dedication, folks. That is dedication. Because you so, called it. You. I mean, I, you want to talk about someone who who manifests stuff? That Montreal was going to take a reach and they were going to go after Cockney Now, I say that in light of the fact that draft picks, like you, don't know what they're going to be. You don't. No. You can try and project all you want. You never know. Okay. Neil Yakupov. Great example. Alexander Daigle. Look him up. He was like supposed to be the next great one. And never even. He wasn't even. That's what happens. You can find a diamond in a rough. So. So Montreal takes Kakanyemi. Barrett Hayton goes number five overall to the Coyotes. Which was completely, and I, I figured what was going to happen is that someone's going to take Kakanyemi, and then there was going to be a run of defense. Not what happened. There was, I can't believe Zadina fell as far as he did. Yeah, I can't I was... believe Wallstrom fell. As, I mean, freaking the Islanders got Noah Dobson, 
and Oliver Walsh. And are we going to talk about how insanely good they're going to be this year? Like, Matthew Barzell. I'm just trying to think what Oliver Walsh is going to be able to do if John Tavares stays there and he can play on John Tavares' wing. And you've got Noah Dobson feeding but, the puck off the ice. And you even have Matthew Barzell, who's a great second line oh, forward. Like gosh. that's that's gonna be a good hockey team. We're gonna um, and this is this goes Two back to the needs whole, to stay there. Now with that young prospect, that's gotta stay there. They get they need a goalie, but he's gotta stay there. Their defense um, is mediocre. They're not bad. Yeah, their defense is alright. It's it's, uh, it's it's I mean it's not bad. They have a decent. They have a they've done better. Andrew too. McDonald was their number one defenseman at one point in time, so they've done better. Yeah, now he's our number one defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Andrew. Um, love so, what happens, the Flyers benefit from this in being able to select my boy, Joel Farabee. Joel Farabee. Joel. Joel Farabee. Joel. Um, so, I talked about him one. in our draft preview episode. Now, I didn't touch on him a lot for the simple fact that I did not think he was going to be there at number 14. I had him at my, if he's there, he is the no-brainer pick. Who did you say he was like? Joe Pavelski. He's like a, yeah, like a Joe Pavelski-ish, like... Logan Couture, maybe, even? I, But he's like, he does everything really, really well. He can kill penalties. He plays a 200-foot game. He's a, he's a fast, great skater. He has a better shot than people realize. Yeah. He's actually... Now... He's kind of overshadowed by Oliver Wallstrom and Jack Hughes, who he's played with in with the development team in the U.S. And the juniors, yeah. But he's he's actually one of the reasons that that line succeeded so well. And people don't realize it. His underlying numbers are insane. And he propped them up for a little bit. And when he played on his own line without them, these top, like Jack Hughes is the no- consensus number one overall yeah, pick next yeah. year. Um and he is a special talent. He's like, I don't know if he's McDavid, but he's right there. Um, he's right under that. So, um, and then Wallstrom, I think, was actually the beneficiary. I think that Wallstrom was the one who was benefiting from playing with Jack Hughes and Joel Farabee. Because before Hughes got there and before Farabee was on that line, Wallstrom was doing like okay by himself. Yeah. But he was like, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. Now, he's a, probably the best goal scorer in the draft, but he's not going to be the guy. Yeah, Farabee it's... can be the guy, and which I and he's just oh, – his shot's phenomenal. His vision's phenomenal. Do we expect to see him not this, this year? This season? No. no. Wouldn't you just um, love to He's that? 160 pounds. And he's I'd, 18? Yeah, he's, he just turned 18. He just turned 18, right? February. So he's 17. So, yeah, he's a baby. Um, so he'll, he's going to um, – where the heck is he going? He's going to Boston University. Um, I th- believe. I believe he's going to... I have it up here. It's either BU or BC, but I'm pretty sure it's BU. Yeah, Boston University. Um, I mean, this kid had... For the for the USNTDP, he had 40 points in 26 games. Um, I think Washam had 45, and Jack Hughes had like 54, because he's a freak. Um, and you want he's like, and he's only like five ten and one hundred and sixty pounds, and he's a center. It's the new NHL, though. and yeah, really but is. small so, and fast. Yeah, and then for the U eighteen team, which he was the captain of, which is awesome. He had thirty three goals, forty three assists for seventy six points in sixty two games. 
Um, but he also plays hard. He takes penalties, which is a thing. Not that many. I mean, he took he had forty four penalty minutes in six. That's fine games. as long as you're not. That's good. okay. As long as you, if, if you are skilled and can do stuff, take penalties. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. If you need to, yeah. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Don't um, just go take them just to take them. Yeah, and then the World Juniors, he put up eight points in seven games. Um, really, he's a really good player. I'm really excited about him. Really high on him. Um, next up though was. I don't think a pick that anyone expected because no one knew who this kid was. So with number 19 overall, with another another person that I had talked about in our draft show, who I also didn't think would be available at number 14, was Ty Smith. Now, Ty Smith was sitting on the board at 19. And oh, I'm sitting yeah. here yep. thinking, tell me that the top two guys I wanted were going to get. Then... Hextall rolls up to the podium with the 19th pick in the 2018 NHL entry draft. The Philadelphia Flyers select Jay O'Brien. What? Who? Crickets? Not like I don't I don't know anyone who has actually heard of this kid. Now, immediately I start. I'm like, all right, let me pull up the black book. Let me do some research on him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, HockeyProspect.com had him rated 24th. So, and with the general consensus of this draft was basically that everyone after pick like 12 yeah. in the first round it was could kind go of a, it was any a wish wash. Way. Yeah, it was. So, I was like, oh. And then no other major ranking systems out there had him in the first round. Everyone pretty much had him in the early second to like, early to late second. Yeah. So there's some people saying, oh, he would have been there at 50. He wouldn't have been there at 50. He's a center. This draft is not deep in centers. So there weren't going to, he was not going to be available. So I started doing my research. And then ever since then, because there's been a lot of like chatter about this pick and why they made this pick, um, a lot of people have come out and they've really stuck up for him. And now the reason being is that he played in high school, that he didn't go to a higher level, you know, play to develop his game. He stayed in high school, um, which most players will leave to either go play in juniors, juniors farmers. Yeah, yeah, they'll go, you know, overseas. They'll go to Canada to play in the CHL or whatever. He decided to stay in high school. Um, he broke records playing for Thayer Academy, which Tony Amante and Jeremy Roenick have come out of. Uh, he broke Tony Amani's scoring record. He also, Tony Amani is his coach currently. Um, so the guy, his kid's got a pedigree. And then Paul Stewart, who used to be, he's a retired referee. He also played in the league. Um, he came out and said some, some stuff about Jay O'Brien saying that, and he writes for HockeyBuzz.com. He says, Philly got a good one in Jay O'Brien. Um, and most of his article is about how, you know, the O'Brien family actually really helped him out with a lot of personal issues. But he says this about Jay O'Brien. He says, one of the most intriguing picks in the 2018 NHL draft was Thayer Academy center Jay O'Brien, selected 19th overall in the first round by the Philadelphia Flyers. Down the line, I think he's going to be a very good NHL player. Reminds me quite a bit of a young Jeremy Roenick, another Thay Academy product, in his puck skills, shooting ability, competitiveness and agitator streak he is an exceptional skater very good on both edges and he has solid two-way instincts he's a hockey player through and through 
So most of the comparisons that you are seeing right now all lead to like a hybrid of Jeremy Roenick and Zach Parisi. And we're like prime, like prime Zach Parisi. So very, Great play. very hard on the puck, wins a lot of board battles, and very competitive, gets very involved in the 200-foot game. Um, what I remember, Jeremy Roenick was always fired up. Fired up. Fired up, baby. And he scored a lot of goals. A lot and of goals. So, the more and more research I do on this kid, the more and more I'm really hyped for him. Now, he is going to Providence College. He is probably at a minimum, I'm going to say, I want to say two years, but he's probably more like three years away. Um, which is a shame, because that's a while. But uh, he's very raw. And, grand, and then again, he's only been playing... You know, in high school. Now he's going to be playing this summer in the World Junior Summer Showcase, and which Joel Farabee will also be playing in that. Um, so we're going to get a chance to see him. So we should be excited and we should be pumped up about that. So really high on this kid. And then with the third pick, real quick that we had in the draft, um, we won't really touch on anything outside of this because the so the the statistics for a draft pick playing in the NHL for more than 100 games are like astronomical like once you get past the first round so it's like in the first round there's like a 90 percent chance that the player is going to play more than 100 games in the nhl yeah pretty good now 100 games in the nhl that's not a lot so 90 percent success rate to play just over one full season in the nhl like that's not that great yeah you would think for first round picks second round picks it drops significantly to like I'm not even sure where, but it's still a decent amount. And then once you get past the second round, it falls off a cliff. And it's in, like, the like single-digit, like, almost no shot. So, you know, if you can find the Oscar Lindbloms of the world, good on you. Um, so, so we picked Adam Yinning, soft J, or soft G, I'm sorry. You don't often see a soft G. That's not like Unless a, it's French. He's not French. He's Swedish. That's the same thing to me. Same thing. <laughs> same thing to me. If it ain't America, it's the same. It, it just kidding, just kidding. That's right. I'm not so like Adam that. Adam Yinning. Um, I but have... I like that. Yinning, Yinning doesn't sound right. Yinning. You know what? That's like Jill and Jeff. Yeah. Gil and Geff. Gil and Geff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam Yinning, defenseman, big guy, Robert Hag, 2.0. Great. So I don't, I don't. I didn't really get the pick. Uh, there was other players available that I would have taken, uh, but I'm not Ron Hextall, and I'm gonna say, you know what, Hextall is pretty good at drafting. So I, you know, I've read a few things and watched a couple things here and there, but I have not spent seasons but again, scouting these kids. When you get this deep into the draft, it's, so it's, even at 50th overall, like you know what, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm not gonna sit here and you know, bitch and moan about it. I'm just going to say, okay, if that's who you wanted, that's who you took. You know more about these guys than I do. Um, you know, so if the guy ends up being a replacement for, you know, Sam Warren because his knees fall apart, all right, that's fine. Um, so with that, though, you know, definitely there, an interesting there was a lot of talk about, and a lot of people were upset that Hextall didn't move up. Um, and this is kind of something I wanted to touch on because... I was sitting here on this very couch that we were recording this. 
I was sitting here screaming when I saw Zadina and Wallstrom both start to fall. I was yelling at the TV, Hextall, Ron, move up. Move up. You can do it. You have the pieces to do it. Get one of these guys. And nothing happened. And a lot of people are upset about it. And I get it. There were good players falling in this draft who could probably play in the NHL this season. Absolutely. And we did nothing. That's not to say that Hextall didn't try. I'm sure that he got on the phone. And when you have a team like Detroit sitting there with third best player in this draft falling into their lap, the cost was probably pretty high to get up and get him. And now who do you think it would be? To move up to get him? Yes. Well, you're definitely giving up both of your first-round picks. Easily. And probably a roster player. As in maybe so Travis Connecting or you something probably, Yeah. I would GK. say if with Philip Zadina sitting there, you're probably looking at both first-round picks and a decent roster player. So maybe like a Sandheim or someone who's under you know cost control with your club who's a restricted... You know. But again, there we talked about it in the last segment. It was the risk reward you just don't know, especially with the NHL. Right. Like you know, okay, for instance, Penn State Saquon Barkley coming into the Giants. You know he's going to tear it up in the NFL. He's going to. The is man, he? The man is not. Have you seen the life is of he? that man? We don't know. He's not human. You never know. I saw Al Morgani in in my shop. Sold him a driver. I asked him what he thought of the draft. He said. Eh, we won't know for three or four years. You're not going to know. You're just not going to know. Philip Zadina could be a freaking bust for all we know. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, there's that. I, you know. And again, I, it just goes back to the fact that Hextall has shown an ability to draft. And if the cost was too high to move up, I don't blame him. So, there's that. Well, whatever. He didn't do it. Okay. Moving on. Wayne Simmons. Oh, there was God. a lot of there was a lot of rumors, Can a lot of swirling. About this? Um, he didn't get traded yet. There was a rumor that Hextall had made a call to Calgary. Over to Calgary. Or Calgary called. I don't know what. It, who knows? This is just a rumor. This may have not happened. I don't know. But there was a rumor that there was a deal on the table, Wayne Simmons for Dougie Hamilton straight up. And and Hextall was not willing to go above that, meaning that Calgary wanted more. Now, Calgary ended up getting Noah Hannafin um, and Elias Lindholm for Dougie Hamilton, Michael Furlander, and... Uh, oh, I heard about that, yeah. What's the guy? Fox. Yep. Um, so... You're wondering, okay, what's the comparable cost? So they got, so the Flames got Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. Comparable cost is like sort of similar. Would be like Travis Sandheim and Travis Konechny. No, thank you. For basically for Dougie Hamilton, because you're getting back a highly touted prospect who you're just not sure if he's going to make it, and then another prospect who has already been having issues with, you know, I don't want to play here, so I'm not going to sign here. Um, that's, which is just frustrating and annoying. So for any city to deal with. Yeah. So especially Philadelphia. Right. So that's a lot to give up. So I don't know. And it was just, you know, a simple thing where Hextall just didn't want to, 
He didn't want to give up that much. I'm happy. And so, you know hey, what? You're telling me Dougie Hamilton for Wayne okay. Simmons straight up? Let's do it. Great. Yeah, I'm doing that. Send you on your way. Thank you, Simmons. 11 times out of 10. You're awesome. I'm doing that. I love you, Big Black. Peace out. No hard feelings, but Peace out. the DH, designated hitter, is coming to Philadelphia. <laughs> the DH, baby. The DH. The DH. That would have been nice. Um, I want to see more connecting. He ain't going no, anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere. Hextall is, it, it's clear that unless he is absolutely blown away and Edmonton calls up and is like, hey, we'll trade you McDavid for Konechny, outside of that happening, like, I don't see him moving any of these high-end prospects. We'll trade, or we'll, high-end. We'll not, trade you Konechny's McDavid for Manning. Oh, uh, no. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't see him making that kind of move. Um, so, with that, we'll move on to free agency. Um, there's a, you know... Really, the big names out there, really, it's really just John Tavares, and then it kind of falls off. I mean, you, JVR, James Van Riemsdyk, big name. Been we, a don't, curse, we don't know what he's going to get, though, and I don't know. But And this is really his only chance to get paid because he's just coming off of the bridge deal he signed as a flyer. Yeah. So he's not making much money. This is his chance to get paid. So I think he's going to want to cash in. He's well, probably, not coming back to Philadelphia. He's probably going to want a seven-year deal. He's probably going to want nine mil, maybe. No, he'll he won't Settle get what eight. he won't get what Kane got. He'll probably get six million. Um, which is Kane's another story, but so I, you know, there's not really many names, but the three that I'm most interested in would be As Calvin in- DeHaan. Okay. Um, and all of these would be if Hexall can get them in here. On a like two year deal, three years max. Do not want to go past three years. Well, we talked about that guys. earlier in the segment. We don't want to get we locked did. in. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's you know, it's a dangerous ball. I don't game want to that. Play. So two like to three years max. Calvin DeHaan from the Islanders. Although we haven't had much success with taking on Islanders defensemen. What uh, do you mean? Andrew McDonald's a beast. Yeah, Mark Streit. Mark Streit, beast. Weren't they yeah. paired together? I don't even know, I dude. They were. I feel like every defenseman in the league has been paired with Andrew McDonald because every team has tried to get it to work with him, and he just sucks no matter what. I didn't. I had him on my fantasy team when he was uh, an Islander, and it wasn't that bad. But fantasy numbers do lie. I can't. I just. I'm done talking about Andrew McDonald forever. Um, so Calvin DeHaan, I like because Calvin DeHaan is actually like what everyone thinks Andrew McDonald is. Should be yeah. like a. A two-way defenseman who's like decent in his own zone can break up plays with a stick, can move the puck out of his own zone, um, and doesn't act like a starfish in front of his own net. Oh my gosh! And just how many times do we see that know, this year? Do snow angels in front of his goalie? So I like Calvin DeHaan. I think you can get him pretty cheap, and he's probably going to want just a couple years. I don't think he's going to want anything crazy. Um, Tyler Bozak is another name from the Maple Leafs. He's, you're interested in Tyler Bozak? I like Tyler Bozak as a 3C. I don't, you know, he's, so in, with where he's been in the Maple Leafs organization, like, they tried to make him a 1C. Like, no. Like, he's not a no. 1C. So maybe, maybe, maybe with playing with Phil Kessel, maybe. No, But even, even at then, that now. Because Phil Kessel needs a 1C to distribute yeah. the puck. Like, you know who Phil Kessel reminds me of? Chris yeah. Kunitz. But better. He's a better version like of Chris Kunitz. Like a better, Kunitz better of Chris Kunitz. Prime. But like, need, still needs players. But Chris Kunitz even more so needed, like, 
the, the two you best saw, players in the he world. He the two yeah. best players in the world. The problem. Who's he up. playing with now? Even with the Ducks, he needed Getzlav and Perry. Yeah. He was with. He played with Tampa Bay this year. He had a pretty he's bad year. Still garbage. Yeah. And they're not bringing him back. Uh, he's probably going to retire. So, I like Tyler Bozak as a three C. Um, I would. You know, it depends on the term and the contract that he wants. I again, it, it always comes down to money and term. I think for the Flyers, you have the ability to go with a higher salary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To avoid, like, especially right now with their cap situation, they have so much cap space that they can go, you know, they can overpay someone in salary and underspend in term. Yeah. So absolutely. instead of like, you know, okay, so let's say. Let's take Bozak for example. Let's say he's going to want anywhere else. He's going to want, you know, four or five years, four million a year. You know, with the Flyers, they're able to say, "Hey, we're not going to give you the four or five years, but we'll give you five million for two years." And then he's going to be like, pans oh, out. "Okay, yeah. like I might do that. I'll make you know make a few extra bucks." This way, we're not buying um, into a seven-year contract, right? And so, yeah, you just that's one thing you don't want to get locked into. And then James Randrees like is another one that I really like. You've always for, loved I love JVR, um, and I think that he would be great. I would love to see a line of JVR, Patrick, and Voracek. I think that would be pretty good. Um, so, but the only thing is, he's probably going to one term. He's probably going to want to... At the spot he is in his career? He's going to want to get... He's 30 years old, and he's going to want to get paid. He's already 30 years he's old. He's 30. Hard to believe, isn't Wait, it? Wait. Was he in the same draft class as John Tavares, right? No. Uh, Patty Kane. Oh, that, okay. That's... Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, I... Uh, yeah, I like JVR. If he wants to come here for two to three years, um, you know, go for it. Give him six million a year. I don't care. If it's gonna be two to three years, fine. Um, anything past that, though, no way. Um, do you think we even stand a chance to sign Tavares? No. Me neither. Let's move no. on. Um, and, so Tavares, and, Tavares is interesting. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, players that I want to avoid. Anyone on your list? Aside from the ones that I've listed. <laughs> uh, no, because those ones stand out the most. Val Philpula. Uh, I don't like cement. Cement players on my team, if that makes any sense. People who can't glue. move. Glue. Veteran glue guys. Yeah, literally, like, skating down the ice. Yeah, skating. Like this. Skating is a thing that you have to do. Just, yeah. And they don't do it. Now, I'll take 10 years ago Val Philpula. With 10 years ago? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take Val Philpula from 10 when years ago. When he played with Vincent McCarthy. Take that time machine. There he is. Hey, hello, Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> He's in there. Um, and <laughs> Come Jay on, Beagle. Come on, buddy. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I swear. I'm, you know, I've been the one kind of preaching patience here and saying, you know, don't get on Hexall for not doing anything. Or If the only thing that he does this offseason is sign Jay Beagle, I'm going to lose it. I'll take this off. I'm going to lose it. Jay Beagle... As a 4C, maybe. But you know what happens if we sign Jay Beagle? Either Jay Beagle's your 3C, or Yori Laterra is your 3C. And that makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Yeah. So, don't sign Jay Beagle. Someone else, sign him before... It, uh, I just... I don't Garbage. even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. 
It's not going to happen, though. And I mean, as bad as a player he as he is... He's not even that bad of a player, but <laughs> he's just... He would be... Based on who our coach is, he would be overused yeah. for the role that he's supposed to play. He's a fourth-line center. He's a, he's a decent fourth-line center. He's a crap third-line center. He can kill penalties, which is nice. That would be an upgrade. But just no. Like, no. Because then your old freaking Laterra becomes your, you know, your guy. And that's scary. Your glue Again, guy. again, oh. who can't skate? And Jay Beagle's not even a hockey name. It's, it's a Are dog we going to talk about that? It's a dog breed. Can we talk about that? I have a beagle. J-Doggy. That's what we'll call him. J-Dog. J-B. It's a cool name, J-Dog, though. J-Dog. Don't want him on the hockey team, though. Don't want him Stay more. away. Stay away, doggo. Not you, Lincoln. Not you, buddy. You can hang out. All right, so around the league, we got some things happening because you know what? I'm just, for now, I'm done talking about Flash Agency until anything happens because... It's just frustrating to think about while we're waiting for flipping John Tavares to make his decision. You know, it's like the offseason for hockey. Like I always say, like NHL playoffs, NHL hockey is what gives majority of like it creates, it wreaks havoc on my health. It does. Through the season. And then I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like the season's over now. We lost in the playoffs. What a relief. And you get to the offseason. And hockey is the shortest offseason of any sport. And it's almost even worse. And it's even worse because you roll right into the draft where you feel like every pick your team made was a complete failure. It's wrong. And then you go into free agency and every player your team signs you disagree with. And then... It's a lose-lose. You just It just sucks. Hockey sucks. Hockey's awful. But I love it. So, John Tavares. We have no shot, I don't think. There's a list of teams... That are in the Tavares hunt. You have obviously the New York Islanders. It's going you out have west. The, you have the Toronto Maple Leafs. You have the San Jose Sharks, Tampa Bay Lightning, Dallas Stars, Boston Bruins. These were all the teams that the, the Tavares camp said, "Come to LA, come meet with us. It's going to be a good time." Can we talk about something? What do you want to talk about? The fact that on any of those teams. How much he, he, would he impact that? Like, um, imagine him on Tampa Bay. Well, I'm impacted. I mean, he is a he makes your team. This is Lincoln. Oh my gosh, Lincoln, you are extra. So he makes your team a legitimate contender. Like, and especially any of these teams, any of these six teams, they're like they're right in there. Yeah. So, Tampa Bay was there. Tampa Bay was there. Could you imagine him on Tampa Bay? I don't know how they do it cap-wise, especially if signing And, that, and that's the point I wanted to bring up, the fact that you have Nikita Kucherov, who's a stud. Yeah. John, uh, or Steven Stamkos, who's a stud. Um, Andre Palat, who's relatively a decent second-line forward. Alex Kilorn, another great player. Um, who else you got? I, would say uh, I mean, Victor Hedman's pretty good. Victor Hedman, Matt Carl. Matt Carl, dude, he's been dead for like years. That's true. <laughs> I don't even think he's retired. I no, he's play. not. I, guess he, I think he's still playing. Ser- dude. Look it up. Oh my gosh. You're going to try and tell sure, me. I'm pretty sure Matt Carl's still still on that roster. No. I'm telling you. No. I thought he passed away too, but. 
I'm telling you. I. Do you want to put a bet on this? I'm scared. Can we bet? It's a shame because he's only 33 years old. He's been played since 2016, 2017, in which he played really? six games. Oh, you know what? He got traded to. Okay, that's right. I forgot he was a creditor. Dude. <laughs> Freaking Matt Carr. You thought he was still playing. I could have sworn he was still playing. You're a funny guy. Oh, remember the year he had 40 points for us? Gosh. He's only 33. I wonder what happened. He's a bum. Poor guy. Anyways, so yeah, Tampa Bay, they get him. Any of these teams get him. They're, you know, immediately, like, probably the favorite to win the cup. Um, where do you think he's going to go? It's tough because you know who's, I think, infamous for getting these kind of players that teams don't want is the Bruins. You look what the Blues did. They got rid of David Backus. Where'd he go? Bruins. Um, yeah. Bruins have also received, who was it? Rick Nash. Rick Nash, yep, that's another one. It's just, it, to me, it seems like I don't, I, personally, I would like to see him end, end up on Toronto. I think he'd fit in best there, especially with Austin Matthews, obviously. Maybe even San Jose, I don't see him going. I don't see how Tampa could, could finagle that. Um, and I see Dallas as one of those teams that also, like Tyler Sagan, yeah. you know, it's... I So the thing with Boston is, like, I don't see him going to Boston because... I don't know. Like, I, I just don't... It'd be a tough cap situation. And they, do have, they do have a lot of young players, though, and they would probably look to move Krejci. Yeah, um, who's going to sign him, though? Well, no, I mean, they would just, yeah, they they could probably move him. They would definitely have to move Backus. Um, Backless, David Backless. Backless. Dallas, Dallas is a tough one because if they sign Tavares, it's highly doubtful they're able to sign Sagan next year. Because you know they're paying, they're, they're obviously paying Sagan. Look up, look up how much Sagan makes. Sagan doesn't, He's, surprisingly doesn't make all that much right now. Um, the real issue for them is that they have to re-up Sagan as well as like a bunch of other people. So Sagan's also still very young too. Yeah. 20-something. Because they have, I, I mean, they have like a decent, how much, they have 18 million projected cap space, but, which they can get away with for right now. Um, Oh, I'm freaking looking at the Sharks. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, buddy, does Sagan play for the Sharks? Sagan play for the Sharks? No. Dallas Stars, $19.8 million in projected cap space for this year. Um, so they could probably do it this year. So Jamie Benn, they have making $9.5 for the rest of eternity. Gosh. Um, Jason Spezza comes off the books this year. There's that money. They got Alex Radulov making six point two five. Tyler Sagan's making five seven. He's only making five seven now. Well, yeah, that was his his like second deal before he became a UFA. So now he's a UFA and he has a lot of leverage. Yeah. So he's gonna resign probably ten million. Um, I would think that he gets paid above what uh, Jamie Ben's making. Um, and then they have Nachushkin's coming back over. So he's gonna be getting paid. They gotta pay defensemen. Um, they just and they need to find a goalie. 
they have a, they're just going to have cap issues, and or, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll be able to do Sagan and Tavares. Um, so then, San Jose makes a lot of sense. They can do it cap wise, um, but they still. Don't I don't know. I well, no, they have a good defense. Eh. I mean, Brent Burns is pretty good. They have a good defense. Mm. You're going to make me look up their roster right now? Yeah, I do, because you know what? You're talking about they got a great defense, but when have they shown up in the playoffs at all? They have Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, Justin Braun. You're going to tell me Vlasic Pickles is a freaking good defenseman? I'm not. Yeah, he's pretty good. Garbage. He's pretty good. Dill Pickle. He's pretty good. Vlasic. He's pretty good. Capital V, Vlasic. He's pretty good. Okay. Um... (laughs) Freaking dull pickle. Whatever, here. dude. So Tommy pickles. They're gonna have issues. Grass. They're gonna have issues with cap though as well. Um, I think at the end of the day, it goes back to the Islanders, just because of their future. And I think that it's it's more so Lou can just be like, I'm gonna get a goalie. Trust me. That's opposed. I got to you a Stanley as, Cup winning coach. Yeah. You have me here. We got prospects. We got Matthew Barzell. We're we're in this. We're good. Barzell. Yeah, oh, he's, he's good, man. What a beast. Um, so good. Yeah, so I th- I think that he stays put. Um, so all you Flyers hooting Natty fans, get off that train. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd love to see him in a Flyers uniform. It's just not going to happen. And I, It could, but at the cost of what? The only way, the only way, the only conceivable way we could see John Tavares here this year is if we give him just a max contract. For one year. Nope. And we say, here's $15.9 million, go crazy, for one year, and then we'll re-sign you. Which is something the Leafs might do. The Leafs might sign him to a $15.9 million contract for one year, and then renegotiate and re-up him after the fact. To See what it does for their roster. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they can make it work, but that's a tough pitch because that's a lot of risk for Tavares. If he gets injured, then... You know, he's kind of screwed. Um, so, we've already touched on the Hamilton trade. Already touched on the draft. I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the drain. Crosby, Obviously. You're the best player in the world, but no, still Nick, hate you. Nick Dave is the best player in the world. Dude. I hate I'm Crosby t- just as much as you do. But no, listen, I respect Crosby, and up until last season, yeah, sure, Crosby, best player in the world. McDavid has overtaken him. McDavid's the best player in the world. He just led the league in scoring, and he plays for the Oilers. This is true. Like, I'm sorry, but he's good. So, I need to know, how do the Pittsburgh Penguins maintain cap space? At all. What do you mean? They don't have Crosby. Like. Malkin. <sighs> Latang. Ollie Matt. It just boggles my mind that year after year, they are never in cap trouble, it seems. They are never in cap trouble. It's like Gary Bettman has worked some way for them to never have cap issues at all. Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Phil Kessel, Patrick Hornquist, Derek Broussard, like Chris Latang, Justin Schultz, Brian Dumoulin, Ollie Mata, Matt Marionette. Like they. 
They have all these big names. But it's been that way and for they years. And they just maintain this insane amount of cap space every single year. And so today, because there's been talk of them wanting to like add players and do this and that and you know rumors about Phil Kessel being traded and you know all this stuff and like whatever today they make a trade they trade Connor Sheary who's like a depth player who really benefited from playing with Sidney Crosby and when they took him away from Sidney Crosby did not really do that well which has been like the ongoing experiment which seems year after year where this just happens every single year um, Chris Koenig. So, yeah. Uh, every Everybody they put on Crosby's wing. If you put on Crosby's wing, you're going to score goals. Carl Hagel. Um, no, Carl Hagel's good. He's a good player. He didn't I play just on Crosby's line. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just don't like and Matt Hunwick's like a 6-7 defenseman, whatever. Basically, they cleared out $5 million in cap space. for, And they got a fourth-round pick. Now, how the league lets that happen is beyond me. Because it was clearly a salary dump. This yeah. was clear. This was not a hockey trade. This was a salary cap trade. They just threw these players away to Buffalo for a fourth round pick, which is unbelievable. Connor Sheary scored eighteen goals this year. Like, I mean, it's eighteen goals. That's worth it's, more than a fourth round pick. It's a twenty goal score. So you know, it's yeah. And this was a salary dump. So I don't know how the league lets that happen. And there's all these rumors. Okay, they're gearing up to. That's enough cap space to go after Jeff Skinner. Well, then this report comes out that. The Penguins have reached an agreement with defenseman Jack Johnson. Jackie J. J. And then you're like, okay, Jack Johnson, whatever. But then you're like, well, what? Are, what's the term? Oh, five, five years, years, sixteen million. million. What? <laughs> Crazy. Jack Johnson has probably the worst underlying statistics. Of any defenseman in the last decade. Ever. Like, and every team that he's played on, he has drug his teammates down so bad. He has had one positive gear for having an advanced metric in, you know, in his relative coursey and all that kind of stuff, which we're not going to get into. But he does not drive play. And if anything, he, he hinders play. Like, he is just not a good defenseman. No. Especially at this point in his career, I don't think he's a good team player. He's, he's not a. He, he's not a. Because he's what? Is he thirty? How old is 32? he? Thirty-two. He's somewhere around there. He's in his early thirties. He's he's thir- I think he's thirty-three, thirty-four. Actually, he's up there. He's thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. He's gonna freaking make a little over three million a year to be you know bottom pairing defenseman for the Penguins, but like Jack Johnson. You clear this cap space, and then you go and you're gonna sign Jack Johnson for five years. That's what they do. And they're probably gonna win a cup. They're gonna win a cup. And it's just Jack freaking Johnson. He sucks. That's what they. It's like he sucks. And now listen, I'm happy because for there's a couple reports that you know the Flyers were mildly interested in bringing in Jack Johnson, oh. and I wanted to, you know. I'm a Knights fan. I'm already a Knights fan. Yeah, I love the Knights. It made me want to just quit, like, breathing. Because I'm just like, Jack Johnson's just awful. He's an awful hockey player. He's an awful defenseman. He doesn't do anything well anymore. 
He used to be able to move the puck pretty well, but he yeah. can't defend. He can't drive play. Like I, I don't think he's that good in the locker uh, room either. You know, no, if you're sacrificing your play, at least be good in the locker room. Then be good for team morale. Just team chemistry. Absolutely terrible. Well, what the hell are they thinking? I mean, I'm happy about it because he's going to be playing for the Penguins. Yeah. But it's just like their one area of weakness this year was defense. They just made their team worse. They just traded off two guys. Who like even Hunwick, not a great defenseman, but he's serviceable six seven defenseman. Connor Sheary, you just traded a depth forward and someone who scored eighteen goals. And like your mo as the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. is to you score goals, and you traded an eighteen goal scorer, who scored I believe fifteen of those goals at even strength. And now you're gonna bring in Jack Johnson. Now it's one thing if they can they can still go out and get Jeff Skinner who if they, they wanted to. Who do they pair him with? But Crystal Tang. I, don't even know. Holy Mata? Probably Alexiak. And that's the thing. If you're struggling defensively with big names, I'm not saying... I, I, Crystal Tank's a terrible defenseman. Garbage. Terrible. He got better. He's adapted. Well, he has to adapt. He's because, gotten better. Yeah. But I'm saying that it's... He's still in a bad year, though. He's he's injury prone. Too many concussions. The man gets hit. Shoulder problems. Yeah, he's done. Got a little bit of everything. He's done. And it's good to see. I'm like, you know, I ain't mad about it. I never want to wish injury upon anybody at all. But, but yeah, mm, it's. I mean, listen, I yeah, and I've grown to. I mean, I don't like Crystal Tang. You don't. Like I used him. to despise you him. him. You hate him. I used to have this thing against defensemen who couldn't play defense. Yeah, I remember PK Subban. <laughs> it's just like, why are you a defenseman? Yeah. Just play forward. But then you realize that the league is. is but the now league's shifting. going. But no, PK Subban has gotten shifting. much better in his own end, and he kills penalties now. Uh, he's a better player now. Absolutely. Yeah. Best, better all-around defenseman. And I love P.K. Subban. Uh, he's someone I would really... Like to marry. I'd really... I'd, no, I'd, I wouldn't marry him. Because I'm already married. No, you're not. I am. To this beautiful golden retriever, Lincoln. Yes, that's who. That is who. But yeah, so Pittsburgh, I just wanted to... I'm really But happy. I like touching on that stuff. I'm really happy that they're making this move. Because you and I were talking about it. We think that... And I was even saying in a couple posts on Facebook and Twitter... I believe that in the NHL, we're going to see a huge transition in the Flyers' division of yeah. power. And I think that you're going to see that Backstrom and Ovechkin are getting old, and that really, once they're gone... It's coming. Once they're gone, who's their number one? Oshie, who's not a number one. Well, no. Oshie's a phenomenal be... player, but he's not your... To the back end of his deal, though? He's not your go-to guy. He signed for eight years. Yeah, and who so, do they? And I mean, they have uh, Kuznetsov, who's yeah. dirty. But again, I they don't do have a really good goalie coming. I don't, off. but I don't see them leading. I don't see Oshie and Kuznetsov as leaders. I don't see them. I, I see them as paired players. You know what I mean? They're complementary. Yeah, pair. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Kuznetsov is a he's a beast. He's a freak. But I don't. He's I, a I just, beast. He's Ovechkin will pass the torch on to him. And I think that, honestly, as much as I wanted to believe that, like, okay, once Ovi and Backstrom are done and the Capitals are done, I see... I have think, a lot of room for cap space. Well, they're struggling with cap space, too. But I think that, you know, and they were fortunate to be able to move Brooks Orpik. They were able to re-sign Carlson. Um, but I think that they're actually poised pretty well right now. Okay. To better. have, to be able to... Yeah. Like and this is almost where I see the Flyers heading, where you're going to see like 
Giroux and Voracek will step into the role that Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom are stepping into, yeah. where they are going to be the more like vocal veteran type leaders, leaders and yeah. they're still going to be good players, but they're going to be passing the torch. Where like Kuznetsov and, and John we're gonna Carlson, have, we're going to have Nolan Patrick Konechny. Yeah, Patrick Konechny, Couturier, Couturier yep. um, Sandheim, Gossesfer, Provorov. And like, I th- these are your guys. And I think that and like it's uh, like for so many years, the Capitals and the Penguins pretty much dominated our division with us in the mix a little here and there, not as yeah, of recently. Yeah. But I think that a team that you're going to see really fall off in the next like three four years. It's going to be the Schittsburg Penguins. I hope so. Because they suck. Even though they're great. Because you got to think, Malkin and Crosby were in the same draft? Yeah. Uh, back-to-back years. Are you sure? Malkin's a year older. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 But they're going to I mean, they're gonna, realistically speaking, injury-wise, they're probably both going to retire almost around the same time. Yeah. You're going to have Crystal Tang gone. Phil Kessel's... Who the hell is Phil Kessel? He eats hot dogs. A lot. He's a... F- He's a fat boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> a he can play, though. Boy. He can ball. Oh, he can play. He can ball. He can play. But, uh... I think yeah, I'm excited huge, for the downfall. A huge shift. Whenever in, it comes. In the good old med. And, uh, so development camp got kicked off this week. Oh. Uh, which is actually happening... Today it was down at the beach. It's coming up to the Voorhees Skate Zone, which is right Woo! down the street from here. Played there um, many times. Late many kids out there. I, uh, you know, Morgan Frost made an appearance MJ. At the, and at the volleyball game, he was looking a little beefed up. Yeah. He was looking like he put on a few pounds. He was only in a good way. pounds when I was uh, last checked in on In a good way. In a, like, he has muscle. So I'm, muscle. I'm no, wondering. do it? I'm wondering. For those of you who do not know who Morgan Frost is, you need to look up his highlights from his junior team because he had a insane, earth-shattering year. Insane. Have you? Did you watch any of his highlights? A little bit, yeah. Think like oh, I know the dude's got vision. I know, man. He's unbelievable. He I'm can't. just wondering. You're thinking it, aren't you? I'm wondering. I'd rather have Frost than Hart come up. Start heart. Hashtag start heart. Don't you do that. I'm just kidding. He's so young. He's a baby. I know he's young. He literally he's a beast a too, though. Dude. There's a picture of him in the playing in the football game. He's ripped. His nutrition is like... Dude. It's like me. Oh my gosh. You're such a clown. Look at that. Yeah, wonderful. Full of beer. <laughs> so, but dude, I'm just saying, it could happen. Frosty, the Frosty, <gasps> Mr. Frosty, Mr. Frosty. Oh my God! Well, you heard it from us first, folks. If you didn't take anything away from this, this is the one thing to take away. Morgan Frost, and I guess Mr. Frosty's only really in South Jersey. Well, it's now, in all fairness, it's Mr. Softy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're combining. Yeah, Frosty but that's what I'm saying. So, like, Mr. Softy. Mr. So Wendy's, who is our who is our proud sponsor, Wendy's, and Mr. Softy, <laughs> proud sponsors. Not Mr. Frosty. Mr. Frosty. Y'all heard it from us first. Mr. Frosty. Mr. Frosty. Heck yeah. Um, that's a great nickname. I love it. I want to drink a beer with Mr. Frosty. Ah, uh, Mr. Frosty. Hey man, 
Cheers to Mr. Frosty. Mr. Frosty. See you next season, baby. Let's go. So I think that's all the time we got for tonight. Unless you got anything else. Yeah, I'd just like to quick go over that uh, Tom Brady did not lose the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. He threw 535 yards passing, which is an all-time record. Um, Just wanted to put that out there. Beat the Patriots defense, not the uh, offense there, buddy. So the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Yes. All right. Listen. That's all I needed to hear. Because here's the issue I have with it, is Uh. that if the Patriots would have won the Super Bowl – this is the way Philly fans are. Everyone would have bitched and complained that the NFL is rigged. Correct? No. Yes. No. You know how many Eagles fans I had in my ear saying, it doesn't matter, we're not going to win anyway, the friggin' NFL is rigged. Whatever. Just check in with Facebook every once in a while for your Bird Gang Nation posts. No, I do not go on Facebook. All these for fools. For that simple reason. It's incredible. It's incredible. I got back into Twitter... Why? Just to like, because I'm, you know, trying to promote this and, you know, just kind of want to get, you know, the up-to-date information on, you know, what's going on around the league. Man. That's incredible. It's just like people losing their minds. I'm telling listen, I had, I, I kid you not, I had kids, and you know who you are if you're listening, that were counting the flyers out of the playoffs before, as soon as we got assigned the Pittsburgh Penguins... An immediate post was put out. Oh, we're getting swept. Yeah, we probably gr- should have gotten swept. You're a great person. We kept we held our own for what for we had. A game for what we had. <laughs> With all injured, you're gonna tell me if we didn't have a full healthy roster, we couldn't have given them a little more. No, you're crazy. Had we started the series with Michael Neuwirth and not moved Connecting off the top line, aka if Dave Haxtall could coach. Then, now I'll give him, I'll, I'm going to give him another season because. Give him time, buddy. Give him time. I'm going to give him time. I don't want to and it pains me. I'm going to give him time. Hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. Because there's really no other options out there. So. Rome was built in a day, buddy. Are you going to say that every podcast? Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's all the time we got for tonight. Uh, love you guys. You're great. Thanks to all the 4 billion viewers we had. Uh, um, six, six, six trillion. Six trillion. Love you guys. You're great. Have a wonderful night. Deuces. Go Flyers. Let's go. Go Flyers. Thank you for listening to Broad Street Hooligans Radio, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Just search Broad Street Hooligans, which is the best place to give feedback, ask questions, and stay up to date with all things related to what we have going on. And, as always, let's go Flyers.